In recent mass shootings, people have been targeted for who they are or who they worship. But on June 28, 2018, people were targeted for the job they do at a newspaper. Listen to the new series from NPR's Embedded about the survivors at the Capitol Gazette. From NPR Music, this is Alt Latino. I'm Felix Contreras. The title of this week's show is Now We Sob, Forever He Sings. And it's a variation on the title of Chick Corea's second album, which was titled Now He Sings, Now He Sobs. And we're listening to the title track in the background. It was released in 1968, one of two he released that year, and it's an appropriate marker for when the pianist, composer, and band leader entered our lives. Because unfortunately, we now have a marker to note his departure from this realm as he died from a rare and fast-moving cancer on February 9th, according to a statement from his family last week on Facebook. What we have in between those two milestones is a body of work that practically defies description in the depth and width of its variety and consistently high level of musicianship. And for our show this week, we're going to hear remembrances from just a handful of musicians who were admirers of his work, as well as a couple of collaborators. Chick Corea became a known quantity to jazz fans for his work with Miles Davis in the late 1960s. Drummer Vince Wilburn knew Miles Davis very well, and he starts off our tribute this week. Hi, this is Vince Wilburn Jr. I'm the nephew of Miles Davis. One day, Chick was in town in Los Angeles, and he asked me to meet him for lunch. We sat down and shared our stories about Uncle Miles, and Chick told me about the first concert, the first night he played with Uncle Miles, and it was in Baltimore. And he said uh, the first song was Agitation, and Tony was playing at a breakneck speed, and Chick was trying to keep up, he said. And in between sets, Chick went to the bar, and he was leaning on the bar, maybe having a, 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 a sparkling soda. <laughs> and Uncle Miles walked by and said, nice touch, and walked away. <laughs> That's my Chick story. I'm going to miss you, Chick. I love you. Peaceful journey. Hi, my name is Arturo O'Farrell. And I truly mourn the passing of Armando Correa, Chick Correa, for so many reasons. Not just his incredible prowess at the keyboard, uh, not just his amazing compositions and his generosity and kindness as a human being. But one of the things, one of the big takeaways uh, from Chick that blew me away when I first heard Now He Sings, Now He Sobs as a young man was his engagement with the universe, with those he played with. If you see videos of him, you really see him listening as much as playing and really interacting on an extrasensory perception level with his musicians. And that's the great takeaway. A real musician isn't so much about playing. It's much more about listening and engaging. And Maestro Corea, he was engaged with the universe. And for that, we're grateful. It's a lesson I'll be learning for the rest of my life. Rest in peace, Chick. We love you. Hi, my name is Sophia Ray. I am a vocalist and songwriter. 25 years ago, back home in Buenos Aires, a teacher of mine lent me four of his favorite albums for me to listen to. I was curious about jazz, kind of a, a new discovery for me then. 
and one of these albums was Play, a duo album with Chick Corea and Bobby McFerrin recorded live. I was so amazed at the level of connection of these two people, the skill, the freedom they had in order to, to create such beautiful, such sophisticated music. It showed me a whole new world of possibilities. And it was definitely part of what inspired me to follow a path in jazz and improvised music. So I will be forever grateful. Hello, I'm Jovino Santos Neto. I'm a pianist and a composer from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And I got to fall in love with Chicoria's music way back in the early 70s as I was starting to grow up as a musician. And later, some years later, I got to join the band led by the legendary Hermeto Pascual. And Hermeto and Chick had an incredible affinity, a musical affinity together. And my unforgettable Chick story is that on the day of my 24th birthday, as I was playing a four-hour-long concert with Hermeto at the first Sao Paulo Jazz Festival, Chick came on, on stage with us, and he sat in, and he played with us. And after that, we became friends, and I got to interact and meet him several times around you know, many concerts in, around the world. And uh, he will be sorely missed as an incredible influence and a great musician. Thank you, Chick. Hi, this is Rini Rosnes. One of the most difficult things about Chick Corea's passing is thinking of him in the past tense, trying to digest and process the fact that someone so important and vital to the music isn't here with us anymore, at least in the flesh. From the beginning of his career until the very end, he was so alive, so vibrant and innovative. He had a palpable life force that emanated from every note he played, and he was a creative genius not only because of his fantastic playing and composing, but also because his imagination was boundless. He was fearless. Whatever he musically dreamt up, whether it was new music or a new band, he would make it happen, and you couldn't wait to hear what he was working on next. I'm really going to miss that. But now that he's gone on to another realm, the legacy he leaves behind is huge. His music will always be here for us to continue discovering and to enjoy. I feel lucky to have witnessed the great gift that was Chick Corea, and even more fortunate to have been a friend. The richness of his life that he often spoke about definitely contributed to the richness of mine, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you, Chick Corea. Hello. My name is Angel Gil Ordoñez. I am the music director of Post Classical Ensemble in Washington, D.C. I am really honored to join my voice to that of other musicians remembering the inimitable artistry of Chick Corea. It is impossible to find a musician of his generation with such an amazing versatility. Besides his extraordinary work as a jazz pianist and composer, at some point in his career, Korea also explored contemporary classical music. He composed his first piano concerto and an adaptation of his signature piece, Spain, which has been performed by symphony orchestras all over the world. He belongs to the great names in music history. Thank you. 
And that was an excerpt of the song Spain for the band Return to Forever as we listened to a special tribute to Chick Corea from Alt Latino. Did you know that he had a history with Latin jazz? Here's multi-Grammy-nominated percussionist, band leader, and educator Bobby Sanabria to tell us a little bit about that history. Man, what can I say about the recent passing of Maestro Chick Corea other than it's like losing a member of the family? Although Chick is mourned by the jazz community, in his early career in the 1960s, he was a vital part of New York City's vibrant Latin music scene intersecting with jazz. His first gigs were with artists like Mongo Santa Maria, Cal Jada, Willie Bobo, Herbie Man, and more. And he rubbed elbows with musical masters like the likes of Charlie and Eddie Palmieri, Mark Weinstein, Barry Rogers, Patato Candido, Victor Venegas, Joao Donato, Ayerto, Flora Purim, Jurito Collazo, and more. And even someone as inside as Catalino Rolón. And Chick was in the thick of things, playing at venues in the South Bronx like the 845, the Blue Morocco, Goodson's, and more. And what's not to love about a guy that used to hang out at the home of the Mambo, the Palladium Ballroom, to check out Machito, Tito Puente, and Tito Rodriguez. It meant that he wasn't a musical tourist, but an insider, part of our familia. And Chick paid it forward by utilizing that love he had for our music and culture in everything he subsequently did. And remember, for my generation, he was a gateway drug to jazz. So long, Armando. Say hi to our old boss, Mongo. You will always live in our hearts because the same way you loved us, we love you. My name is Bobby Sanabria. Chicorea para siempre. Que viva Armando Antonio Chick Corea. Okay, let's hear some music and then a comment from trombonist Mark Weinstein. I met Chick Corea when we played with Herbie Mann's band together in the 1960s. And of course, listening to him on the stand every night was an amazing musical experience. But my main connection with Chick was he was kind enough to play piano on an album I made called Cuban Roots in 1966, where for the first time, avant-garde jazz of the period was played with Cuban drummers who were playing folkloric rhythms, rumba and what are called toques de santo. Chick came into, the, came into the rehearsal never having played with drummers of that sort. He sat there with his hand in his pocket, listening. The drummers were quite anxious. He then went into the studio and played amazing music. To my money, he invented modern black jazz piano on that date.
Hi, this is Oscar Hernandez. For 50 years or so of my life, Chick Corea has been an important part of it. He's been a fountain of inspiration and a beacon of light for all those years and a standard of excellence. He's one of the most prolific and influential musicians in the history of music. And I'm so proud that I got to meet him, that he participated with us on our fifth recording with Spanish Harlem Orchestra uh, on my arrangement of You in the Night and the Music. Uh, Chick, you've been such an incredible inspiration to myself and to so many musicians. We honor you, and uh, I'm so glad that you were the inspiration to this world that you know we so treasured. God bless you. Rest in peace. You and the night and the music Fill me with flaming desire Turning my being completely on fire You and the night and the music Thrill me, but will we be one? After the night and the music are done Until the pale Till the moment is through After the night and the music die Will I And in one last perspective on Chick Corea's influence on Latin musicians, let's go to Havana, Cuba, to hear from two different musical families that represent two distinct forms of Cuban music. First, La Familia Alfonso, a family of musicians who have all been featured here on Alt Latino in various times in the past. Carlos and Ele Alfonso are husband and wife, and they co-lead the innovative band Synthesis, which mixes electronic jazz fusion and the Afro-Cuban spiritual traditions of Santeria. And we'll also hear from their very musical offspring, X Alfonso, who has a long career of bridging Cuban tradition with hip-hop and electronic music, while his sister Eme grew up singing Santeria chants in her parents' band and now mixes in R&B and jazz. Okay, here are their remarks. First, Carlos and Ele in Spanish, which I would qualify as genius recognizing genius. Soy Carlos Alfonso, director de síntesis, y la noticia de la muerte de Chico Corea nos ha, nos agarró en un momento. Y Chico Corea para los cubanos representa una época completa donde Chucho Valdés, Emiliano Salvador. Gonzalo Robacaba, eh, no sé, muchísimos pianistas estaban atrás de la obra de Chico Oreja, eh, que es un músico que mezcló eh, la fusión entre jazz y el rock, y la, y la música cubana, por supuesto, 
eh, es demasiado decir las influencias que tiene porque él empezó con Mongo Santa María y, y nada, lo extrañaremos para toda la vida Hola, soy Eli Valdés, eh, cantante del Grupo Síntesis eh, conocí a Chic Corea por los setenta y pico y creo que fue para la gente de mi generación, sobre todo para los creadores como una, una apertura de, de la fusión, porque él es un pionero en esto de la fusión. Recuerdo su... Lo que más recuerdo de él es su trabajo con Flora Purín y Ayrton Moreira. Me parecía una, una fusión increíble. Yo creo que mucha gente se inspiró ahí como para empezar a hacer eh, mezclas de, de, de raíces con el jazz y hasta con el rock, que fue lo que nos, nos tocó a nosotros más de cerca. And now... XNM Alfonso. Mi nombre es X Alfonso, soy músico cubano y Chic Corea para mí fue esencial en mi formación. Primero cuando niño que tocaba todas sus piezas para piano y ya me creía que tocaba ya por lo fluido que eran sus composiciones y, su, y sus obras para pa, pa niños. ¿no? Eh, luego ya cuando adolescente con la Electric Band era, mi, era el top para mí, quemaba todos los casetes y por, volvía a ponerlo, volvía a ponerme, sabía casi todo. Él realmente ha sido una persona para mí muy, muy importante en toda mi, mi carrera, toda mi, mi historia de, de vida. Y siempre me ha acompañado y me acompañará toda su, su música. Él es un grande, la verdad, para mí. Hi, I'm Emma Alfonso from Cuba, singer and composer. Chicorea was essential in my training as a musician because he broke the schemes that Latin music had in the 70s and the 80s. He opened the door to other Latin artists when he unified his route with jazz. So Corea was an innovator, a genius of improvisation, a market influence for all Cuban musicians of all genres, not just jazz. Uh, I think the world suffered a great loss, but his music will always live in the present and in the future. Okay, next up, La Familia Milanes, father Pablo and daughter Aide. They are from the more acoustic side of Cuban music, and still Chick Corea has loomed large in their lives. Here's Pablo Milanes. Yo creo que Chick Corea, con su disco Return to Forever, cantando Flora Purín, rompió mucho récord desde el punto de vista musical y la cantidad de mezclas que hizo y la trascendencia que tuvo ese disco. Pero después, cuando hace Magic Music, cantando Gail Moran, ya para mí fue lo máximo, fue lo más extraordinario que pudo haber hecho. Y de ahí, bueno, ya fue su consagración eh, definitiva. Y ya después de ahí hizo muchísimas cosas sobre esas dos variantes que a mí me parecieron eh, revolucionarias en su época. Y creo que Chic se merece todos esos elogios, todo lo que lo que cambió, todo lo que incorporó a, a, a su música y todos los, 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 los aciertos que tuvo con toda esa cantidad de, de mezclas que pudo hacer como, como intérprete y como compositor. Creo que fue algo extraordinario. Chico Rea ha sido un gran referente musical para mí desde pequeña. Desde que era una niña muy chiquita, recuerdo, se escuchaban los discos de, de Chick Corea y veía los discos de placa con sus hermosas carátulas. Y luego, cuando cursé mis estudios musicales, 
también entre mis amigos músicos. Chick Corea era como uno de los, de, los, de los más grandes. Uno de los más grandes que se seguía, que se buscaba su música, que se trataba de, de, de imitar. Después tuve la suerte de ver a Chick Corea en, en Nueva York. Y bueno, ¿qué puedo decir de sus eh, interpretaciones, de su presencia? Es un, un músico mágico. Es eh, un hombre que hizo cosas nuevas dentro de la música, que renovó la música. Y bueno, tenemos que darle las gracias a Chick Corea. Todos los músicos cubanos tenemos gran admiración por, por Chick Corea y por todo el legado musical que nos ha dejado. Okay, next up, it's time for a critical assessment of Chick Corea's prodigious career. Nate Chinin is a jazz writer in Newark, New Jersey, and has written about jazz for a number of publications. He is also an NPR colleague who shares his thoughts about Chick Corea. I'm Nate Chinin, the editorial director at WBGO, Newark Public Radio, uh, and I'm a regular contributor to NPR Music. Chick Corea's position in the jazz community, he was in the the upper echelons of innovators, creative artists, and someone who could not be defined in a word or in a phrase. You know, the output over the course of an almost 60-year recording career really covered almost every corner of, you know, improvised music and beyond. And so here you had someone who was incredibly prolific and boundlessly enthusiastic and creative and he always sounded like himself, even as he branched out into all of these different areas. Chick Corea was always all about joyous spirit in his music. And I think no matter what the context, you heard that. You know, he once made a, an album with the great vocalist Bobby McFerrin, and they called it Play. And I feel like that word is just fundamental to the essence of Chick Corea as a musician. He was always interested in getting to that, that spirit of play. And even when he was playing music that was, you know, very intense, very serious, obviously very complex and challenging, he was always eager to just cut to the heart of that impulse, um, to not take himself too seriously, you know, and, and to find that playfulness. So, yeah, I think it's fundamental to who he was. I had the privilege of speaking with Chick a number of times over the years, um, and I reviewed him, critic, as well. And what I would say about him as a person is that he was exactly as you'd expect. You know, he, the Chick that you saw on stage was, you know, exactly the same as the Chick that you encountered in a dressing room or, you know, at a restaurant. You know, or even, you know, if he was in a public situation meeting fans signing autographs, you know, he, he really did not change colors from one context to another. Chick's loss hit me very hard, and some of it was just the sheer suddenness and shock of it, because this was a musician who, at 79, seemed to have the energy of a 45-year-old. He was so full of life and so productive. And so first of all, there was just that. But on a personal level, and I shared this on Twitter, but Chick Corea played a really important role in my own musical development as a listener. In 1990, he played the Neil Blaisdell Center in Honolulu with his acoustic band. And I was 14 at the time, and my, my father took me to see this concert. And at the time, I wasn't that excited about acoustic jazz. I, I kind of thought that it was something I was going to sit through 
uh, to get to the drum solos. Uh, his drummer in that band, Dave Weckl, was a was a hero of mine. And Chick walked out and began to play an improvised prelude to the standard on Green Dolphin Street, which I didn't know at the time. And within 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I was completely transfixed. And over the course of the next hour and a half, that's how it went. You know, he did things musically that I had never witnessed. And so did the others, especially John Patitucci on bass. And that moment just seared itself in my soul. You know, I I often joke that it's my conversion experience, but I really do feel like on some level I was transformed, you know, just just witnessing that level of artistry and communication. It it did something really important and it opened a door that I then threw myself into, you know, and I began to to follow the trail and and discover much more music. Uh, And so that that really was the portal for me. I completely agree with that feeling of sort of sadness at at this loss that that is ongoing you know it's a generational transition and you know in 2020 we lost McCoy Tyner you know easily one of the most important jazz pianists of of the post-war era and McCoy was a very deep influence on Chick but you know Chick comes from that following generation right and another thing that that happened at the end of last year is we learned that Keith Jarrett will no longer be performing. And so it's really a sobering realization that, especially if you talk about that generation of pianists who sort of came out of the Miles Davis finishing school, you know, we've lost Joe Zawinul. Keith Jarrett is no longer performing. We've now lost Chick. And so that only leaves Herbie Hancock, you know, knock on wood as you say it, but, you know, Herbie is is still vital. He's still with us. But it's, it is a shock, you know. I've written about this, about what I call the new elders, this generation that for a long time was defined by their their youth and their and their precocity, you know. When they all came up in the late 60s and early 70s, people like Chick and Jack DeJanette and Keith and Wayne, they were all seen as kind of the, the young Turks who were redefining the language. Tony Williams, you know, the, the list goes on. And over the last decade or so, it's been really rewarding and inspiring to see how this generation of players matures and really kind of embraces their legacy as our, our sort of guiding elders. And so now, you know, with Chick gone, now, you know, thankfully, we, we do still have Herbie. We do still have Jack Jeanette, Ron Carter is with us. Dave Holland is with us. But we have to really, really understand how precious that is and how fragile that reality is. You know, we can't take it for granted. And finally, the view from the bandstand. Some very personal thoughts from a couple of musicians who have shared this stage and recorded with Chick Corea over the years. First up is vocalist Ruben Blades. He sang on Chick Corea's last bit of Latin-influenced music on the album Antidote. Chick Corea was a, just a tremendous force. As a musician, uh, his collaborations uh, with so many distinguished icons of jazz um, stand on their own, plus... The fact that he recorded over 90 albums and received uh, so many recognitions uh, from all over the world, it's a testament to the value of his work. Personally, I'm so happy I had the pleasure and the honor of of participating with him in his album, Antidote. And uh, he showed uh, his human disposition, his kindness, his willingness to listen to other people's ideas and suggestions. And all of that made him just an even more admired person. He distinguished himself not only as a 
an incredible musician, but also as a human being. And although we are all, of course, saddened by his departure, we at least know that his work will stay behind and will serve to inspire future generations. I'm Ruben Blades. And finally, we hear from the host of NPR Music's Jazz Night in America, bassist Christian McBride. He had a longtime musical relationship with Chick Corea. Chick Corea was one of the nicest, most empathetic human beings I've ever come across. Needless to say, as a musician, he was just a monster. I learned something every time I was around him. Every time we played music together, I felt that I came away a better musician and a better person. But even with all of his musical genius, he was just a regular dude, just a regular roundaway guy, a Boston kid at heart, you know? Even knowing that he was this monster icon of music, he was just a regular everyday guy who was just a joy to be around all the time. May he rest in peace. Thanks to all of the musicians who answered my call for testimonials about Chick Corea. These heartfelt expressions of love and admiration reflect something that I think most of us had not realized until his passing. His music is now and has been such a big part of our lives in so many ways that we didn't even notice how much. Only now can we feel the impact, not just of his music, but the spirit that is imbued in every note he played either on record or in concert halls and jazz clubs around the world. I've always felt that musicians like Chick Corea, Herbie Hancock, and Wayne Shorter, all Miles Davis alumni, would be considered by the jazz fans of the future as the giants who walk the earth. And they would lament the fact that they would not be present in their future lives. However, I didn't realize that that might come as soon as it did for Chick Corea. And his sudden departure has us all sobbing, and yet very grateful for his time with us. You've been listening to a special edition of Alt Latino from NPR Music. I'm Felix Contreras. I invite you to share your thoughts about Chick Corea and his music on our social media. We are NPR's Alt Latino. Thank you for listening. I'm Felix Contreras. Be safe and hug your loved ones.